Welcome, everyone, to episode 339 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Eric. Corey. No Will tonight. Will has a lot going on, so he's got a busy day tomorrow. So he's on today's episode, which we are going to be talking about Nintendo Labo. It was revealed the other day. Uh, it's big things. The Some uh, Ubisoft... Uh, I don't know, per head studio head or something like that heard about it early and said the internet would explode with it. Uh, I think it kind of has uh, both in good and bad ways, but that's what we're going to be talking about for our main topic today. Does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? Uh, I'll be talking super Mario odyssey later. Nice. Okay. Corey. Uh, I played a little Opus Magnum on the PC, and nice. uh, I've started watching the Philip K. Dick series on Amazon Prime, uh, Electric Dreams. Heard about that. Yeah, pretty cool, but um, I think that's it. I yeah, actually I watched some it. new TV myself, Corey. Maybe yeah? My bell. I watched, I think it's called The End of the Fucking World on Netflix. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, watched that, and I've been watching Love, which mm-hmm. apparently Corey has recommended a number of times. Yep. <laughs> so I can talk about those later, too. Nice. I don't have anything to tease, unfortunately. Nothing new, huh, Dan? Nothing new, no. Oh. Nope. It's pretty so, lame there, Dan. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I know. Believe me, I know. Uh, okay, so Nintendo Labo. Eric. Uh, this is this is your idea to cover this, so I'll let you uh, kind of get us started here oh, with the man. discussion. Uh, so first, let's talk about what it is. Well, let's talk about the reveal. The reveal was a YouTube video. Uh, there, there had been rumors for a while about this Nintendo thing, um, and then a couple of not Nintendo of America, I don't believe, but like uh, Nintendo of Europe tweeted something like, "Oh, uh, that you know they're." gonna unveil a new way to play games uh there's a lot of speculation a lot of rumors going around but uh why don't you why don't you tell us what what we have here Eric? what i saw yeah yeah um so basically what it is is kind of a cardboard construction kit uh with you know that comes with different things rubber bands string reflective tape uh, so there's one package that's the variety pack uh, that has, I guess you could call, it's kind of like the Wii Sports of Nintendo Labo, uh-huh. or the One Two Switch of Labo. Uh-huh. I guess you could say it's a, it is a variety pack, which is it's what it's called. So there's there's a piano, there's a house, there's a motorcycle, a fishing rod, a remote control car, a little human being guy. And I think that's it. So anyway, what it is, and that's a $70 package. So you get the game software, and then you get all the cardboard construction kits for that price. So basically what you do is you you put the cardboard pieces together to form these different housing, for I guess housings for the Switch and the Joy-Con. Uh-huh. And you kind of interact with them in that way. So uh, the, I guess maybe the easiest one to talk about would be the motorcycle. Uh-huh. So what it looks like, it looks like a dashboard of a motorcycle. Each handlebar you put a Joy-Con into, and then in the the 
like front console of the motorcycle is where you place the switch. So it looks like you're driving down the road, but you're using the handlebars. <clears throat> and the technology in the Joy-Con makes it seem as though you're driving a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it's kind of the same way for the piano. And <clears throat> we can talk a little more about that because I read a, an article that kind of explained how the piano works. It's really yeah. interesting. It was, at, see, at the, when I first saw the video, I was like, oh, that's kind of silly. That's a neat idea, but whatever. Uh, and then as I read that article you sent us, Eric, I was like, you know what? This is, it's genius, I think. Yeah, it's you know, crazy it may, how it, it may not be super intricate, but it's yeah. made out of cardboard and tape. Yeah, it may not necessarily be for me. Uh, I, I actually, the more I see about it, the more I want it. Uh, I think I it's something like, I, oh, I should too. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I will. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like my kids are going to absolutely love this, you know? Yeah. It's, it's definitely designed more for kids. Not only the, the mini game kind of feel of it, but mm-hmm. the, I think it's designed not only for kids, but for parents to, enjoy with their kids especially the building aspect because from what i read like the house uh where you can kind of play with living dolls or something of that nature um the house is very easy to put together it could take like 10 15 minutes but something like the piano or the robot pack could take hours to put together Uh so you know most kids are probably going to need a little help from their parents yeah unless they're just kind of technically inclined to do that sort of thing um, so I think it, it is kind of, it's definitely something for parents to do with their kids, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, but as far as the games go themselves, I think it's definitely designed more for yeah. Um, kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, when I saw the video, I just, before <laughs> I read the article, I was just like, I didn't really understand, I guess, what it was or yeah. how, how it worked. Yep. Same here. Um, so I looked up some articles and the piano is, it's such a cool thing. So basically what happens is you put one of the joy con, this is what I gathered from you. You put one of the joy con yep. in the back and there's an infrared camera on the joy con. So when you press down on one of the keys, it opens up a little space that lets in light and reflects off reflective tape. And that reads it. And that's how it determines which note you're playing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's crazy. And it's funny because like, you know, I think generally people are, yeah, I was, I was baffled by that actually. Like you said, Eric, when I, when I, when I heard that, that's what made me be like, okay, this thing is genius. And when you read people's like that actually had hands on with the, with the stuff, they were all like super excited about it. Uh, you know, not just with what it came with, but what is possible, uh, yeah. With the Nintendo Switch and the and the Joy Cons and the technology that goes into that, like you know, there's a lot of different things they can do with that. And I think the the Labo, the the initial Labo shows that, like you said, with the with the piano. And then uh, another one I thought was interesting was the little like RC car like yeah. remote thing. You put the Joy Cons in, and then you control it with the Switch, the tablet. Um, it vibrates the thing and which makes it move on the ground and it, it, it moves around that way. And you, yeah, the, the, there's two arrows on either side of the, of the tablet that you use to control. It. I'm like, that's amazing. Like I, who, who would have thought that it was funny too reading, uh, you know, I read a bunch of predictions on the Nintendo switch subreddit. And then after the thing was announced, everyone's like, or there, some guy, one of the top comments is something like, we should just stop trying to predict what Nintendo's going to do at this point, because, who in a million years saw this? 
yeah this coming you know that that you just can't predict that you know well yeah there's there's probably two ways to think about it like <laughs> wow nintendo's fucking crazy again <laughs> or like man i love that nintendo is able to do these sorts of things because yeah. they have enough money to take a chance like this yeah <clears throat> and at, in this particular case i'm in that that second group that yep. i think it's really cool that they are taking a chance like this and like you dan i'm i I'm excited for the the first set of things that they showed. I actually yeah. don't know if I'm going to keep my pre-order. I only did it just in case. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think down the road, I think they could really do some cool things. I have no idea what they could do because I'm not creative, and that's not my job. Right. But I can just imagine like they're they the things that they're coming up with down the road for this is is probably going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So. That's the first package, the variety pack. The second package is just one game. I don't know what it's called, but it's uh, it's it's kind of like Optimus Prime looking in a cardboard VR headset with a cardboard backpack of some sort. Yeah. And you're going around throwing punches as this giant robot uh-huh. at stuff. I saw that like there was this guy had like gloves on too. I don't know if the Joy Cons were in the gloves but there was like a string attached from the glove to the backpack and then down to like something that was wrapped around his ankle like what is that for but i'm i'm fascinated to know like what yeah what is the purpose of that strange contraption running alongside of him so i guess this is probably a good time to talk about this since uh-huh. you bring up all, all those connection pieces that i think is the biggest issue especially yeah. with it designed more for kids stuff's gonna like, get lost while well, lost or broken yeah I mean, you are at the end of the day dealing with cardboard, string, rubber bands, and tape. I I read somewhere that you can download the um, schematics, the schematics, and then you can cut your own out of cardboard. Um, yeah, but then you got to go get cardboard. Well, I mean, I know at least in my house we always have a thousand broken down Amazon boxes. Yeah, I guess for me personally, the chances of me actually doing that are all slim to none. Right. See, for me, it would be the same uh, if I didn't have kids that would want to do something like that. You know, if the kids are like, hey, you know, we need to fix my my cardboard robot. I'd be like, all right, can do. Yeah. So Um, but that's probably my biggest concern, Mm -hmm. you know, right off the top of my head was. Well, kids are just going to destroy or lose these things. Yeah, um, they did say that it's it's a sturdy cardboard, uh-huh. from what I read. But yeah, I'm I'm very much into the idea. I thought it was is such a cool thing. I was definitely I don't think anybody was expecting to see such a thing. Nope. Um, but Corey, what do you think as somebody who's thinking about purchasing a Switch again? Uh, this this does not influence my decision at all. Yeah. Um, Right now, it could down the line. I don't know. It's we'll we'll find out. But I don't know. I, I, I the way I see it, like you could approach, you can look at this three different ways. So the first way would be the collectible aspect, like it's just a cool Nintendo thing, right? Uh-huh. Then for some people, that 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 means a lot. For me, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, second way to look at it is the craft aspect. You know, building something with your kids, building something for yourself. I could see them making a good business out of releasing like super complex versions of these that people who love Nintendo and love doing those kind of things would just eat up. You know, the same type of person who loves doing 3D puzzles and uh, playing with Legos and all that stuff. 
Think about like with if if they were to do something Zelda themed, like you could build your own shield or sword. Exactly. And then play as Link. Yeah. Almost yeah. VR like. Yeah. So that's the second thing that I think would appeal to people. And the third would be the actual gameplay, the games themselves. I don't know how proficient I, I mean it sounds like the joy cons are are pretty pro- proficient can make these things these motion games work well um I don't, I don't know if that works out well that would be the most meaningful thing for me so i'll probably just wait and see you know uh, 70 bucks uh, if the games aren't really worth it I probably, I probably don't, I don't, I won't see the value there personally. Yeah. Would you uh, say that's I'm a sure fair a lot price of people, point for like people with kids who are interested? Probably, kids are into it. Probably, yeah. Uh, based on all the things you said are are in that variety pack, I think seventy bucks is a good price for that. Now, what if um, I told you the robot one was eighty bucks by itself? I, again, like it, I would be, I'm, I'd be like, I'm out unless that game is awesome. Um, yeah. I'm out. Because I don't yeah. care. I don't care about the collectible aspect. I don't care about the building aspect. Um, I'd rather somebody build it for me and just give it to me. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. impatient and, yeah, yeah um, I'm terrible at crafts for that I'm reason. I'm probably going to cancel my pre-order. I just wanted to have it just in case. But Yeah. I could see this cardboard, like the artwork and stuff on this cardboard being awesome to the point mm-hmm. where, you know... I could be convinced, like, oh my gosh, this thing is so cool looking. People, it is worth it to buy it and hang it on a wall or something. Yeah, people on the Switch subreddit are gonna go to town with with this stuff with yeah. with decorating, like you said, Corey. The you know decorating the different different things and making very neat, unique uh, artwork on them. Yeah, I think yeah, they really it, showed that off with the houses and the RC car. Yeah, it feels very Japanese to me, and that's not a bad thing um but i could i could see this like doing extremely well in japan and i don't know i don't know about the u.s i my guess is that it will be very successful but who knows yeah did you show your kids the video dan no not yet i just haven't had the opportunity but i'm interested to see what uh, they thought my son would have to put down Mario Odyssey for long enough to be able to watch it first of all (laughs) and to play it second of all so that's that's the challenge but yeah no I think it's definitely something fun that we even if the games are not great I think uh, just the like you said Corey with the craft aspect of it being my daughter especially loves crafts and loves building things and yeah and painting and drawing and and all that stuff so she's she's absolutely gonna love that so yeah uh color me interested uh surprised but interested yeah i'm in the same boat i showed my wife because she's very against video games Uh uh-huh and now that we're parents i I just wanted to see what she thought about it because you know it's clearly it's clearly aimed for the the children yeah. Um. She said it was a very interesting and cool idea, but she still doesn't want our kid playing video games. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what I'm realizing? Realistic, but yeah. Okay. You know what I'm realizing now? Um. Is uh, uh a good reason for the kids to play video games is uh, uh the mess factor is really coming into play now because mm. when they're not playing. Well, my my son and daughter specifically are the twins. Just tear everything apart uh, as soon as they can. But the older two, um, when they're playing video games, are not 
throwing Legos all over their room. They're not eating food and leaving it all over the place. Uh, that's something I did not expect to see uh, as a parent was the the mess factor being a reason to let your kid play video games. Yeah. So that's been a recent. Yeah, we'll see when she needs a break. <laughs> how she feels. Yeah, that that too, <laughs> that too. Because right now it's still honeymoon with the baby. Just wait till they start crawling around. Yeah. 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 Infants are infants are pretty easy as long as you can sleep at night. If you have a good sleeping infant, it's it's yeah. smooth sailing. Which are, luckily our twins were great sleepers until now. Yeah. He's uh he's coming around. He he's only been waking up two times a night for the uh-huh. past few nights. He's getting in the routine, so that's good. Yeah, my daughter didn't sleep through the night until she was probably three. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So Get luckily, her a switch labo. <laughs> She she's at least old enough now where she knows she can't wake everyone up, so she just yeah. you know stays in bed or puts on the TV or something. All right. Okay. So yeah, switch Labo. Uh, definitely didn't see that coming. Yeah, I I think the biggest complaints I've seen from people online are saying that the price is too high. Yeah. But I I like when you take into account that you're getting the games which are normally 60 bucks anyway. Like you're paying an extra 10 bucks for the cardboard and the supplies. Yeah. I don't see that being an issue. Yeah. That was, I doesn't, I thought the the price point was fair for for everything you get. So, okay. Anything else? Nintendo Labo? I don't think so. I think that's about it for me. What are they going to try to charge separately for? (laughs) Oh, something that didn't come in the box. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The, 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 charge your cardboards. Yeah. <laughs> the good part here is, uh, pro- you probably have whatever it is lying around the house. Yeah. You know, if it's scissors, if, Nintendo yeah, branded scissors. Yes, you need Nintendo branded scissors. That's the only thing that's going to cut through this kind of cardboard. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite Labo so far? Mine's the one that you like, the little, the one that walks. Yeah, the oh, little yeah, robot. That was cool. Yeah. I personally like to the keyboard yeah the piano is the interesting because yeah. you can change the pitch of it too by turning yeah. a little knob on the top like how does that put, even work you can put your own customized like homemade cardboard in the slot that's on uh-huh. the top of it and it changes the tuning yeah it's fantastic it doesn't make any sense no it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I can't but, well, my head around it it's funny because a lot of people were like why would nintendo put an ir camera on the joy-con you know and now we know why that was going to be my next question um do you guys think this this has been a plan of theirs for a while maybe not this i don't know about this specific but this kind of idea i think they had they had to have had bandied around i think this is their vr yeah you know they're kind of their answer to it yeah for interactive the motorcycle has me interested too yeah for sure yeah, when you when you put it that way, it makes the seventy dollars price point sound even better compared to the the other consoles and their peripherals and what they're trying to do. You know, yeah. this is this is cardboard. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like they can't make things much cheaper than that. You know. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. Very cool. Pretty clever. Fucking Nintendo. They they did set the internet ablaze though with it. Oh, beardless in the chat. What's up? He said his 
and I honestly didn't see this one. His favorite Labo is the camera. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the camera. I didn't either. Said, that could very well be used in a new Pokemon Snap. <sighs> oh, baby. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder to what extent some of these are going to be, be be you're going to be able to use in other games. Yeah. There's probably some of that. Oh, I'm I sure. would think. Yeah. And Pokemon Snap with the with the cardboard camera. <laughs> Although the, yeah. I I got to see this camera thing because I feel like you could just use the Switch as a camera anyway. Right. I don't know. Did, I did. I didn't even know it had a camera. Well, I mean, you can take pictures on screen. I went. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it would work, but I, I, whatever. I'm like I said, I have no creativity. I hear you. Yeah. All right. Nibble bits. Nibbly bits. Nibbly bits. Nibbly um, bits. So I'll get us started. Uh, my first nibble bit. So it's been it's been rumored for a while, but there is a new Fable game reportedly in development by the studio behind Forza Horizon. Playground Games. Eurogamer sources have said that it will be an open world action RPG with a story and character focus and not a spin-off like the last few Fable games. Um, it's reportedly still in the early stages of, of development at Playground's newly opened second studio who people knew were, was working on a second on a not racing game, but they didn't know what. And uh, I guess everyone seems to think that this is what they're working on now. So it's good news. Uh, finally, Xbox has another exclusive, I guess. Yeah. Isn't it? Didn't one of you guys say this was supposed to be a big year for Xbox? They're supposed to no. announce a lot of games. No, I'm making I think that up. You said the opposite. Yep. <laughs> I thought I I heard that from somewhere I don't know where it wasn't us but whoever it was lied yeah <laughs> yeah but no that is that is good news I just hope it comes to PC and I hope it go, comes on the Steam so I don't have to buy it on the Xbox Game Store on my computer because I hate that you so will much. Dan don't worry oh I'll don't buy it worry I'll buy it regardless I just want it to be on Steam for ease. So there's that one, and then we finally have a release date for Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition. Um, it's going to be released in tandem with what's going to be called the Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition. So the Royal Edition is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Um, it's March 6, 2018 is the release date for the Royal Edition and the Windows Edition. The Royal Edition will come with an all-new dungeon, which is Insomnia City Ruins. I don't know what any of this means, so you're going to have to give me some context here, Corey. Uh, new features such as first-person mode, new gear, new bosses. Armager Unleashed. After you collect all 13 Royal Arms, a more action-oriented mode of the Armager is unlocked. I don't even remember what the Armager is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Royal Vessel. The bolt from Final Fantasy 15 is now a controllable vehicle. There's a boat? Apparently. <laughs> Corey, did you play that game? I did. Uh, this the same body of water between Cap Kayam and Altusia can Maybe now be fully explored. DLC. Maybe. Could have been. Uh, it says all season pass content is included. Uh, over a dozen pieces of DLC, including weapons, regalia, car skins, and item sets. Mm. So that's the Royal Edition. The PC version will have all of that stuff, including... Uh, support for native 4K, mod support, first-person mode, high-resolution compatible display is obviously required for the 4K or 8K. 8K, Jesus. Now we're talking. And then uh, Windows 10 Creators Update 
compatible display is required for HDR in the game. Now we're talking. Yes. Uh, do you want me to go over the minimum specs? You can, but it won't mean anything to me. Me either. It's just a <laughs> Core i5 processor, 2500. Okay. That's oh, old. Yeah. Yep. Don't get yep. those Intel processors, though. You'll get hacked. Uh, AMD's susceptible, susceptible to the hacks, too. Really? I thought yep. that was just Intel. Nope. Oh. Uh, AMD FX6100 or higher uh, for processors. Graphics card, you need a GeForce GTX 760 or higher, or the 1050 or higher, or the AMD Radeon R9 280. 8 gigabytes of memory or higher. 100 gigabytes of hard drive space. What the hell? Sound card and then DirectX 11. It's a big game, Dan. Yeah, but that's a lot of space. 100 it's, gigabytes? It's 2018. They don't make games the, the size of music albums anymore. You know, I was looking on my Switch memory. Um, I still have 20 gigabytes on the standard system available. I was actually curious as to how much I had. Yeah. Had a look. And I have a 128 gigabyte micro SD card in it that's cool. very unused at this point. Yeah. And that's all I have for nibble bits. Eric, what do you got for nibble bits? I just have one, Dan. Um, I had tweeted the Labo stuff, but we ended up using it for the episode. Um, so the only other one I had was I wanted to touch on the Fortnite Battle Royale map update that came out as part of the new patch. I have not played it. I have a friend who played it for like four hours today, actually. Uh, he said he really liked it. They kind of made the map more dense so there's more buildings to go find things uh which is awesome i feel like that that was a a good addition to the game they added let's see new city an underground mine Uh, i think there's a bunch of new areas on the map and some of the old areas are bigger um i'll be able to tell you more once i actually get a chance to, to play it um supposedly significant improvements to the scoped ar there's voice chat in game now um, so those are just some of the things. They also did some stuff with the the battle pass, which is the pay stuff, which I can't imagine anybody's interested in. I know I'm not. And they wrapped up the winter event, which the winter event, if you were able to win a solo, duo, or party match, you got a special umbrella to float down from the bus in, and I got one. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's really all I want to talk about was the, the map. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to trying it. My, my buddy said it was really cool. And he said when it first launched, he got on and everybody just went to the new areas and just, just a huge firefight. Nice. <laughs> so it went from a hundred people down to 20, like super fast. Uh-huh. But I'm I, glad yeah. they added more buildings and stuff. I really, it really needed that. I've been wanting to try Fortnite. I don't know if I will, but I've been wanting to try it. I'm, I'm Jones and I haven't played it since the baby came along. Okay. You ever want a partner on PC, Dan? Let me know. I will. I will. That's it. All for right. Me. Corey, what do you got? I just have one. The Age of Empires Definitive Edition has a release date as of today, and that release date is February 20th. There will be a beta that you can sign up for at ageofempires.com. You can sign up until January 25th. And the beta starts January 29th. Uh, there's a trailer out there. And I, I, I somehow I had missed this before when they announced it. 
that shows the 4K Ultra HD uh, graphical improvements, and it looks pretty nice. The animations are still seem old, so it doesn't look you know it doesn't look like a 2018 game, but it looks when you see the side by side comparison, it is a huge improvement over the past game. Yeah, I can imagine just the resolution improvement makes a huge difference. Yeah, the way it looks. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, new campaign narration for every mission. Re-recorded orchestral score. That's cool. Uh, improved campaign and scenario editor. Eh, a bunch of other improvements. I, I saw that they improved like pathfinding, population limits, all those kind of things. So that will be. Go ahead. Does it have Sean Bean reading when you do get technological upgrades? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, but here you go, Dan. It's available for pre-order now for twenty dollars. On the Microsoft Store. See, that's a problem. If they online, put on online play through Xbox Live. If they put it on Steam, it would sell so much more. It's crazy how much more it would sell. Yeah, I don't get it. I just don't yeah. get it. Whatever. We didn't mention. Are you, I'm sorry, Corey. Are you done with that? I'm done. We didn't mention the release date for Nintendo Labo is uh, 420. Yes, mm. April 20th. Oh. So it is an April Fool's joke. <laughs> so you can uh, get your Nintendo Labo and then go home and get high. Spark one up. <laughs> you guys want to get high? <laughs> Worst character ever, Tally. Anywho, that's all you got, Corey? That's it. How was your week? Oh boy, what did I? What have I been up to? I feel like I was really busy. Oh, uh, girlfriend and I got out of town to celebrate our anniversary this past weekend, and we just—it was just supposed to be one night, so we're just like, let's just pick a nearby city we haven't really spent a lot of time in, and we went back and forth, and ended up picking Rochester. I've never spent more than an hour in Rochester, um, so we ended up staying downtown and just pretty much ate the entire time, like went to different restaurants and ate which was fine like that's what i wanted to do but it got to the point where we're just like sick of eating yeah you just get lethargic yeah we just like didn't feel like doing anything it was just like go somewhere to eat and then like daily life feel bloated go back and lay on the couch till it was time to eat again and then get up and go out I mean, we went out at night and drank but like that didn't help matters the next day we're just like ugh, i just feel awful did you get a garbage uh, plate? I didn't. That was the one. Oh, God damn it, Corey. Like, that was the one that I said to Sophie. I'm like, I came up with a, a big list of things I wanted to do, like places I wanted to eat, attractions I wanted to go see. And I said to her, I'm like, the one thing I have to do is get a dog plate from one of these places. And I had some people made some recommendations. Uh, and that's the one thing we didn't really do. So <laughs> I failed. There's just no good time because we were always just full. I don't know. Mm. When the garbage plate is something you eat when you're like drunk and hungry, you know. Yeah. One of my friends, when the the for the the Bills playoff game, made buffalo themed food, and he made homemade garbage plates. I love it. Yeah, love it. And he he sent me pictures, of course, and made me extraordinarily jealous. <laughs> we did um video game related thing. We went to this place called Swillburger which was half a block from where we stayed. So it was perfect, but it's basically like a barcade. Um, it was, it was perfect, but it was like the night before we left. So we didn't really spend a ton of time there. We were a little burnt out and tired of spending money. So did you did, 
get mugged. We did not get mugged. I was actually I was very impressed with the city of Rochester. Mm. Um, we loved it. We thought it was. I mean, the downtown area like was clean and there's a lot of construction, but it felt like open. I don't mm. know. It's kind of hard to explain. There was parking everywhere. We never had an issue with parking. Uh, maybe it was just the time of year that we went, but. Yeah, we were really impressed with the city as a whole. The one like attraction thing we did was went to the George Eastman house, which is uh, George Eastman is the Kodak. Is he the Kodak guy? I don't know. One of the early. You were there, camera. not us, Corey. Yeah, e- I don't Eastman, even Eastman Kodak. Eastman Kodak. Yeah, I don't know why it's based on that. But yeah, uh, we went there and that was really cool because they have a lot of early film stuff, too, um, which I could relate to a little bit. The photography stuff I was interested in, but I had no foreknowledge of some of the film stuff i could you know connect the neurons here and there and i thought all that stuff was was really cool and part of the museum is his mansion that he lived in that they tried to maintain from around the time that he died which was 19 boy 1937 or something like that wow and it was cool because the year the year he died uh he was presented with this giant map of I think it was all the places his cameras were sold across the world, like tabbed out. It was like a huge, huge map. And there's an old film footage from the 30s of them presenting him with that map. And then you see it. And then right beneath the map on the table is his suicide note. That is just really... Really eerie to see all that in like one place, you know. The ah. you see the actual map, you can see the film of them giving it to him on his seventy seventh birthday or whatever, and then his suicide note right there too. So, so how old was he when he killed himself? Seventy seven. Oh, it was the same year. Wow. So you can read the note. Yep. It said, "I thought it was pretty poignant." He said, "My work is done. Why wait?" Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope to get to that point where I can feel like my work is done. (laughs) No, no, this is where the the Tyrion quote comes in perfectly. Death is so final, but life, life is full of possibilities. Doesn't feel like it, Dan. No, I understand (laughs) that, but (laughs) it's death is so it's final. It's final. It is final. Uh, Final sounds all right. That was cool. Other than that, um. Oh, watched uh, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Not great. Surprisingly not great. It's a great concept. Um, Philip K. Dick is a Scanner Darkly uh, Minority Report. Mm-hmm. It's the other, there's, there's a bunch of them. But I'm yeah. just familiar with the movies. I haven't read any of the books. Um, but it's based on his, his works. And there's a couple really good ones. Some of them relate to video games. Um, the one we watched has Anna Paquin, and she is this detective police detective whose husband had recently died and she's having a hard time coping so her not her husband maybe it is her husband i don't know but she's she's has a partner a lesbian partner who gifts her uh, a virtual reality escape this headset that she puts on and when she puts on the headset she becomes this guy in this other world who's also a police detective but it gets to the point where at one point that police detective is given a headset to escape his reality and she puts it on and she's back as Anna Paquin in the other reality and she ends up questioning which one is the real one. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's like, well, how would you know? Yeah, you wouldn't. 
So it gets it gets it gets pretty interesting, but it's that kind of stuff. It's Twilight Zoney. Black Mirror would be another uh, good comparison. Mm. It's on that's on Amazon Prime. Some of them are really weird. There's one with uh, what's his name, Steve Buscemi, that huh. I'm still trying to figure out what happened. I have no idea what uh-huh. what that was all about. I'm sure there was an important message there. I just didn't pick up on it. The best is when you read up on it, like afterwards, on what other people thought, and it still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Well, I usually count on Sophie for that. I have no idea why I have such a hard time following plot lines in uh-huh. movies, TV, and I just I, ask yeah, her. You, you, you'd think you'd be good at it, right. of all people. Yeah, well, that's, that's exactly what she says. And I, I'm like, yeah, in the moment, I just I have a really hard time following it. Uh-huh. Um, that's why I always, like for like Game of Thrones and stuff, I have to read up on it later just to yeah. wrap my head around what's going on. But even she was like, I have no idea what, <laughs> what they're doing here. But it was it was visually pretty cool, and there is some interesting concepts. I just think the execution fell a little short. Um, other than that, I finished watching The Expanse, the sci-fi uh-huh. TV show. Uh, another one, I I thought it was cool, but I could not tell you what's going on at all. I have to rewatch it. That's the space Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, people call it that, but I think that's unfair. Okay. Um, it's not really that. It's it's a Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Uh, just See, better, I think, in overall. Well, maybe not overall, but I think when people the, say Game of Thrones, that it's political, right? So, yeah. yeah, it's not a. It's yeah, it's it's political not, thriller, not not, necessi- not necessarily action. Although Game of Thrones has kind of switched over to a little more actiony stuff. Yep. But yeah, so I mean, that was two shows on Amazon Prime, which is nice. Uh-huh. Nice to find some some good stuff there too. Gotcha. But uh, other than that, yeah, nothing really. Uh, Hearthstone and Rocket League from time to time have been my gaming, but I think that's all. Eric, what do you got? Mm. Um, let's see. Not a ton going on. I mean, just uh, learning to be a father and my in-laws were down uh, for a little under a week. It was good to have them down. Um, see, other than that, I also watched some television that I wanted to talk about. I watched Love, which, again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Corey had apparently talked to us about previously and said it was one of his favorite shows. <laughs> and I've, I, definitely, I've definitely yeah. talked about it at least twice. Because, yeah, I remember you talking about it one time. And I, I'm, I would bet money I've talked about it more than that, but... Yeah, so after I watched it, I texted Corey and I was like, hey, have you ever watched this show Love? (laughs) (laughs) Turns out he has. Um, But yeah, I really liked that show a lot. I thought it was fantastic. I I, Actually, Corey, it turns out I had tried to watch it once before. Oh, okay. Didn't like it. Didn't get into it, yeah. No, but uh, the wife and I started watching it again while I was out on paternity leave and we blazed through all of it. Um big fan of paul rust mm-hmm. <laughs> great character him and uh uh birdie who is the roommate of the main female character um i found to be awesome birdie yeah birdie's birdie's the like level-headed person yeah. in the show you know even though she's really kind of nice. wacky but yeah really nice she's, thinks the world's great she's the everyman yeah um, could not stand the lead female character as a person. 
the character's fine as far as the TV show goes. Could not stand her as a person. I wanted to uh, Throttle do her, away yeah. with her. What a terrible human being. Yep. I and I'm like with you. I know somebody. I've, I I have experienced somebody like this in the past, and it yeah. very much reminded me of that person. I was like, "You're just the worst." Yeah, yeah, the worst. Um, but I, I feel like the show really drags you into uh, the characters, and uh, there's a lot of relatable stuff in there. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the stuff I. You know who I really, which character I really like, even though he's a douchebag, is the the radio guy. Who hits oh, on the Mickey? Older dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just find him hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Now you say that, I didn't really think about it at the time. He thinks he's awesome, but nobody yeah. likes him, and he's no, just he's the just miserable douche. prick. Yep. Like Randy. Randy, yeah, Randy. The loser. Have you, you know, watched like, the second season? Are you in the I second the season? Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think we got to be pretty close to season three. We are. I looked soon. Is it February? March? Oh, I want to say March. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's March in Netflix. And apparently that's going to be the last season, which is unfortunate. What? That sucks. But you know what? Sometimes these things go on too long, so maybe it's good. It's a good point. Oh, you know, uh, one last point about love. Uh, one of my other favorite parts of the show is how they have parties where they hang out oh, around the couch dude, and drink. How bad did you want to be there? <laughs> I know. And come up with songs to movies that don't have theme songs. Yeah. themes. They make theme songs to movies that do not have them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, and they're usually pretty catchy. Like so much fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wish my friends were that talented. Yeah. Just a group of dorks. <laughs> Drinking. Playing music. Loving every second of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, how cool is it when he brought the, the, like, you know, really token attractive blonde chick back to the party? And you thought it was just going to be this really awkward thing, and it was at first, but it turned out, like, they all really liked her. I didn't yeah. see that coming at all. Yeah. Wait, is this the actress? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. Definitely recommend watching that one. Um, And I also watched The End of the Fucking World. On Netflix, uh, we actually watched the entire thing in one day. Um, it's only eight episodes, <coughs> and the episodes are only like 20, 25 minutes piece, so it's not too long. Um, really enjoyed that one, too. I thought it was good. Have, have you watched any of it, Corey? Well, so Sophie has watched like every show on Netflix, and mm-hmm. when I tried to put it on, she's like, I already watched it. So, Really? It, it, do you think it's worth me going back and watching on my own? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really liked it. I probably will then. It's great. It's uh, I I really like. Uh, Do you ever watch Atypical on Netflix? I don't think it's so. About this autistic kid. It doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Well, anyway, I I thought I thought it was really interesting. Um, for whatever reason, I've I've become very interested in autism in general mm-hmm. and like what it does and what it is. Um, I I, I work with a couple autistic people who i really like so i think that's kind of why i've taken an interest in it but anyway uh the main male character of the show is autistic and he has trouble like connecting to people Mm -hmm. and he you can hear his thoughts he like narrates his thoughts in his head and it's great like he just wants to kill this girl who's (laughs) 
trying to date him and make it seem like she has sex with everybody when in reality she has never had sex. And the whole time she's just coming on to him and the whole time you're hearing him talk about how he wants to kill her and how he's going to kill her. And he keeps like putting his hand on his knife and it just kind of goes from there. But they have this whole crazy twisted story that happens. Um, you sold me on it. Oh, dude, it's great. <laughs> it's great. I think you'd really like it. There's a show on one of the networks, and I can't remember which one. And I, of course, I can't even remember the name of the show. Uh, but it it has a an autistic doctor on it, whose name is Doctor Sean Murphy. And I, but I can't for the life of me think of what the name of the show is. But that might be something you're interested in, Eric. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Because I was actually, I was actually, I don't watch much TV. It was on after something me and my the wife were doctor. watching. The Good Doctor. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, it was it was it was fantastically interesting yeah. um, because for that very reason, like because it helps you kind of see and see things through their eyes a little bit. Yeah, um, which I think there's is something is very um, almost therapeutic when I talk to the guys that I work with. Yeah, because they see things such in such like very logical ways. Yeah, you know. Yep. And they just want to be good people uh-huh. and they think very logically. And that's all I ask out of anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's refreshing. <laughs> it's so ref- Oh my God. It's so, re- I talk about it with my manager all the time. Like if only everybody could be like that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they're just great guys. But anyway, uh-huh. it's neither here nor there, I guess. But yeah, good, good shows to uh, keep you entertained. I think that's all, all that, uh, that I did. Okay. Um, I only have a couple technology things I wanted to talk about. Uh, the first is Amazon was running a special where you could get two of their eight inch fire tablets for a hundred bucks. They're normally $80 each. So, uh, that being such a good deal, we, we bought them with intentions of, of giving them to our kids. Uh, and I figured out a way to, I, I didn't figure it out, but I read a way to put the full Google Play store on them. So you can download any Android app onto them, which has uh, significantly increased their functionality. So any Android app you can put on there. And uh, it's basically a full-on Android tablet. Um, so yeah, my kids have been absolutely loving those over the past past couple days since we've gotten them. Did you have to uh, install Andy OS? No. Okay. I had to go onto a website. It's like a a developer's website for Android or something. And I had to download four patches and install them. And that was all. And then restart the tablet and then boom. GitHub? Full Android experience. No, it was the Android uh, developer something or other. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for fifty bucks, like that's an absolute freaking steal. Um, they're mostly for like entertainment, like TV and movies and stuff. Uh, games they run a little bit slow, but adequate if it's not too too demanding. I think so. Uh, so there's that. The second thing, and Eric, you might want to chime in a little bit about this. We had we had a video monitor in each of our our kids' rooms and. Uh, it was a, I don't know, like a radio. It was like it was a camera, like that had night vision and regular vision. And then we had a little like it was a 
you know, essentially a video baby monitor thing. Well, the, the video screen thing had the antenna on it that our kids just destroyed and broke and it was in rough shape. So it finally like kind of bit the dust. I don't know a few days ago, but I had ordered these $20 security cameras uh, with full 1080 picture and night vision and stuff that one of my friends had talked about. It's called a wise cam. Uh, we finally got them this week. It took two weeks for them to get get to us because they were back ordered. Um, but what a huge improvement in in video quality! Uh, it's full 1080p. It's got the fish angle, uh, fish fish eye wide angle lens on it, so you can see the whole room. Where the other one, you had to like scroll around, and it had a very narrow field of view. Um, and this this monitor thing that we bought, it was last year, probably at this time was probably over $200 uh, for we got one camera, the baby monitor part, and then another, a second camera for another room. Um, and, and instead I got two, you know, 20, $25 full HD cameras. Uh, you download an app on your phone so you can view, view the cameras. We actually have, I have my old, mine and my wife's old Motorola phone is like the screen that we use for it. Um, but yeah, uh, the quality is amazing and it's dirt cheap. So if you're interested, they're wise cams, W Y Z E. You can buy them on Amazon or directly from the manufacturer's website. I think it's wisecam.com. Maybe I bought two of them, bought two of them. Yeah, Eric bought two of them. Cause we were, uh, my wife was thinking about getting a baby monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, so after Corey had talked about the cloud cam, that one episode, I had put those on my wish list and then, um, I texted your wife last night, Dan, because I saw that you guys were getting rid of those other cameras and just asked yep. her about it. And she said, you guys got these new ones. Yeah. So after I watched it, I was like, well, shit, this is the same thing as a cloud cam, except it's way cheaper and way better cheaper, reviewed yeah. than the cloud yep. cam. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my, my friend Tim got the, he got the expensive Nest ones for like a few of his rooms. Uh, and then he got, he was the one that, that, uh, alerted me about the wise cams because he had gotten a few of those and he's like yeah the, the picture quality is far superior and he he sent me like side-by-side comparison shots of the two different cameras and yeah the it's full 1080p um and like i said even the night vision is super clear uh, and you and can like control really... you control like the zoom with your phone and everything too yep. right yep, it's got uh up to eight times digital zoom and the picture is good enough that you can zoom in and like see what's going on it's just you know you look on your phone and you pinch to pinch to zoom like you would like any picture or video or whatever yeah it's and you can it's hear audio impressive. yep you can you it's got two way audio so you can talk through it and and hear audio from yeah. from whatever room you have it in that's awesome so yeah they're they're meant to be like security cameras because you can uh record to you know if you have break-ins or whatever but we just use them and other people use them for like yeah baby monitor type of things you could set up alerts so that uh like if a alarm goes off it movement is another one you can set an alert for so yeah it's pretty impressive so i'm looking looking forward to yeah getting my paws on them it was a pain in the balls to set up the Was first, the, yeah, the first night. Okay, so the first night we got them, I went to set them up, and it, it wouldn't wouldn't connect. I don't, I have no idea why. Uh, I figured out that the cable that came with it was bad. So luckily I just bought a bunch of other micro USB cables. So I just used one of those uh, and I ended up throwing that cable in the garbage. So I got it to connect or I got the next second one to connect and, and I hooked it up in, in the twins room and then 
the next day I tinkered with the other one and finally got it to connect. Uh, when you're setting it up, it's best if you get really close to your router. Okay. Um, that way it can like connect to the network and all that stuff and then put it in the room that you want and, and it should be fine after that. So I had made that mistake when I was setting them up. But yeah, cool. it's good stuff. That's all I've got to talk about. Uh, Eric, you want to start us off with what you played? Mario Odyssey, you want to hear about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, video game. Right, fine. So, uh, having the baby, I have not played anything on a console, like on my couch, since the baby came. Um, so the Switch has come in really handy. I've gotten, we've kind of gotten in this routine where when he goes upstairs for his last feeding of the evening before he goes to bed, I lay in the bed, wife is feeding, and I play my Switch while she's doing that. And then, you know, after we, we actually have been doing like crossword puzzles on the phone together. <laughs> and, then, nice. and then I switch back to, to playing the Switch when she goes to sleep. So anyway, I've been playing um, Super Mario Odyssey and I beat it yesterday. Hey, Woo! all right. Yeah, first game I've beaten quite a while. Nice. <laughs> you might be winning uh, the beaten games, Eric. You oh, might be. Wait, uh, no, somebody else won't beat one. I beat uh, Life is Strange. Yeah, oh, that's right. Um, but you're at least tied. Yeah, yeah. So, as far as the game goes, you know, again, my feelings haven't really changed on it. Uh, I didn't really care for very many of the areas at all. I did enjoy the Bowser Kingdom quite a bit. I thought that was really cool. I uh, liked the entire, you know, boss battles of the Bowser Kingdom. I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. The dragon and, and everything was, was cool. Um, I hated Luncheon Land with a passion. Oh, really? Couldn't stand it. I didn't care for Luncheon Land either. No, I, I didn't. I just didn't get it. I guess, and I, I didn't think that the the lava balls that you control with the hat controlled all that well. Like the jumping felt a little bit off to me, um, and that was frustrating. Um, I really liked the Moon Kingdom. I thought that was cool, jumping around on the moon. Yeah. Um, but other than the Moon Kingdom and Bowser Kingdom, oh, I liked the Seaside Kingdom too. Uh-huh. Those were really the only three that I remember actually really enjoying. Um, it's a really well-made game. I just feel, and I felt like this in most of the worlds, like everything in the background and outside of what you were looking at was so empty and barren. And it almost felt like I was playing on like a test version of the game where there was nothing going on around what you were doing. I don't know. I guess I've just gotten used to these big games where there's just lots of scenery and Mm -hmm. it's really graphically nice to look at. And I don't necessarily need graphically nice to look at, but I need like something to look at where in most of the worlds, I just felt like it was empty. Even the city felt. I don't know. It just didn't feel polished, I guess, to me. But the game's well made. You know, it's fun. I had a good time with it. I would certainly recommend it if you have a Switch. It's nothing, not enough for me to say, you know, don't buy this game or anything like that. Um, I did enjoy my time with it. I'm definitely going to keep playing the stuff that happens after you beat the game. Um, That's where it starts to get really freaking hard. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where the, the challenge 
because I know Corey had mentioned that the game was too easy, but I thought it was pretty easy too. Yeah, Aside the stuff, the, the stuff after that, the stuff after that gets gets pretty freaking hard. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep hacking away at that. Um, yeah, I don't think I have too much else to say about. Uh, what about that new Dog City Festival though? Yeah, that was cool. I didn't think it was as great as you guys made it out to be. Was that our moment of the year? Yeah, I think so. Nice. Yeah. The only kingdom I didn't really care for was the Wooded Kingdom. Um, that's the one where you're on like the one. satellite. It looks like a satellite. It's like a big metal platform. Red. And, it's all red and green. Uh, is that the one where you can fall down through the bottom where yes. the T Rex is? Yep. I hated falling down to where the T Rex was so yeah. much. I don't remember yeah, that at all. That's the only like kingdom the I didn't one. really like. Second or third one. Um, trying to think of the captures that I liked. Giant Bomb did a entire category in their Game of the Year awards about best Mario capture, uh-huh. which I thought was cool. Um, I liked the Pokey guys with the long nose. Yeah, yeah, they were fun. They were fun. I liked a lot of. I, I don't know what the the real word is for the for them, but the guys that bounce around and throw the hammers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hammer Bros. Hammer Bros. Hammer Bros. Yeah, those those guys are fun. And then the football guy that runs. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was he was fun too. That was a pleasant surprise to see that. Um yeah, the boss fights were all really fun. Good stuff. Uh next up for me, I think, along with playing more Mario, I think I'm gonna get back into Steam World Dig Two. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much looking forward to that because I, I really enjoyed what I had played of it. But that's all I've play, been playing, Dan. The Switch has okay. been so handy for me. Yeah, it's it is really great for that. That's Actually, the... I I thought of a question I wanted to ask you, Dan. And yeah, what's up? Being that I am on a video game podcast and have been in games for a long time, I feel like I should already know the answer to this, and I could have Googled it. But <laughs> damn it, I'm going to ask you. Um, is there? Do I have everything I need to be able to charge? my switch like next to my bed and not dismantle what I have at my TV upstairs. You need a, uh, USB C cable. Okay. Um, you probably don't have, unless you have bought something that charges with the standard USB cable recently, you probably don't have one. You can, if you're not going to play it in the dock, you just pull that cable out of the, out of the dock and take that with you. That's that you can you can pull that out of the dock and plug it into your wall and charge it that way. So I would just have to put it back. Yep. If you if you decide to dock it, then you would just put that cable back. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's probably if you wanted to get another cable, it would be for a cable and a brick. It would be like, yeah, 10, 15 bucks for just when you say brick, you're talking about like what I plug my iPhone charger into. Yeah, just the the just the the box with the with the square. Yeah. You just want to make sure it has enough voltage to charge the charge the switch. And aren't the iPhone ones different than most? Yeah, iPhone oh. uses is it Lightning cable? No, the, I'm talking about the box. Probably the transformer. It's it's probably not enough charge. If a phone one, unless you like I said, USB C is is can run a lot of a lot of power. So okay. yeah, I'll I'll Google best charger or whatever for the switch yeah amazon i'm sure you can get them for even if you want to get the official one i bet you it's no more than 20 bucks because i've heard mixed reports about people using other chargers i've used my phone charger um 
which is a USB-C cable, and it's been fine. So, but you always hear of some idiot that tried to charge it with, you know, a really, a, yeah, a really old brick that's from you know six or seven phone generations ago, and then a new USB-C cable. But yeah, your best bet is if you're not going to be playing on the dock, just to unplug it, unplug the cable from the dock and use it that way. Right. Yeah. Uh, Corey, what did you play? Well, other than the usuals, I played a little Opus Magnum. Um, it's one of those games that's hard to explain. If you've seen it in action, you'll probably understand what I'm saying a little bit better. But if you haven't, you'll be like, what the hell is he talking about? Um, it's a puzzle game. They describe it as a programming game. And the game board itself is a hex hex map, essentially. And what you are doing is you are creating contraptions. And it's all very engineering, mechanical, programming, uh, on-off kind of uh methodology um you're creating contraptions that move things from one place to another and there's a lot of nuance that goes into that like sometimes you have to combine two things together using a certain tool um it's all based on these arms and there's piston arms there's swivel arms there's different shapes and sizes of these arms and you place them on the hex map and you give the arms instructions and each one has a separate number uh and you're underneath it's almost like it's almost like a a programming box you're giving each arm instructions when to pick up when to drop when to turn 90 degrees to the left when to turn 90 degrees to the right when to slide in when to slide out Uh, there's a number of different things you can do depending on the, the type of arm that you're using so that is the the way the gameplay aspect works um, what I really like about it is that the game itself, the setup for it is that you're a young alchemist who has just graduated his alchemy school or something like that in this fictional fantasy uh, universe. So in between every level, there's a little bit of storytelling that goes into that based on this alchemy thing. And then the, the idea being that once you're actually in the gameplay, that's you doing the alchemy it's really not much more to say beyond that, except for I'm I feel really dumb when I play that game. <laughs> I consider myself pretty good at puzzle games, but this is like a different type of puzzle game. It's it's definitely for people who are very mechanical minded, people who have good like what's the word I'm looking for? Um spatial awareness not spatial awareness, but uh yeah, I don't know people that probably score very high on those kind of like IQ test things where you're visualizing patterns and um, that kind of stuff, which I think I'm awful at. Uh, and this game is, is pretty good evidence of that. But what's what I like about it is after you complete the puzzle and everybody's solution is going to be unique for the most part, um, it tells you approximately how efficient your contraption was based on the cost, because every item you put on the game board costs money, uh, based on the amount of cycles it has to run before it completes the task at hand, and the the area, the amount of space you took up on the game board. Um, 
And I had one where I came in ahead of the average by a good amount that I felt pretty good about. Uh, but other than that, I've been towards the end of the, the average. Not quite like bad, but just below average. Um, I'm not sure if that's like a ranking compared to other people or if it's just what the the game thinks is, you know, efficient versus not efficient. Uh, but I really enjoy it. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about that game from everyone that's played it. Yeah. And another it's... another thing people say is how much replayability it has because there's near infinite ways to solve each puzzle. Yeah. And you like you talked about Corey when they when they go through and like replay it they're looking for more efficient ways to solve puzzles that they've already solved. Yep. Yeah, I could see I mean I could see people that are really into this, you know, programmers, engineers having competitions with each other, you know, like coming up with the most efficient solution for every puzzle. Um, and some of them get so complex that there probably is a a most efficient solution that nobody's discovered yet. Yeah, uh, that's how complex this this game gets, and it is it is uh, overwhelmingly positive on Steam right now. I think it's yeah. got a nine and a half on um, uh, IGN. I think gave it a nine and a half. I'm not sure what it's sitting at at Open Critic, but it is a, a very well reviewed game. Do you think it's one that would work on mobile devices? Yeah. Or do yeah, you think probably. Would... Okay. Probably pretty well. Or the only thing the that switch? might the switch, yeah, definitely. The only thing that might get tricky is the um, the actual instructions portion because uh-huh. it's almost like it's almost like a music sheet where you're you know you're inserting little boxes here and there like turn left, turn right, open, uh-huh. close. It's it's yeah, it's a lot of. Um, they make it easier on the PC because they're all hotkeyed with the left hand. So oh. if your left hand's on home row, you can press every key you need just with the left hand and click gotcha. with the right, which makes it a lot more efficient. But um, I could see that being a little more challenging on mobile or or the Switch. But I definitely think there's a solution for that somewhere out there. But nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Uh-huh. Highly recommended, though. A lot of fun. Uh, I had a hard time putting it down yesterday. Super addictive. Yeah, like I said, I've I've heard fantastic things about that, and it's gotten it's piqued my interest. Do we have a um, a ruling on release dates of games? Like, if the game came out in December of last year, is it not eligible for 2018 awards? It's just the first it came, new game I've played this year, so I'm thinking about it. But I think if it came out early December, like I'm not going to count Xenoblade Chronicles two for awards because it came out literally on the first of december i just couldn't play it as much as i wanted to Mm -hmm. so when did it come out december 8th (laughs) it's it's a tough call i feel like those games get uh get the short end of the stick a little bit you know because because they come out so late in the yeah i think most game outlets use the end of november as their end of the year to cut off yeah. But I know we're a little bit different in that respect. We can use the end of November. I mean, because the only thing I gave uh, Xenoblade Chronicles was, I believe, I gave it the one that got away. Yeah. You know, I didn't put on anything else because I didn't play it enough. With yeah. How long it is. Yeah, I, I'm fine with not messing with the rules at all. I like the yeah. I like the hard and fast rules. Yeah. Easy to understand. No exceptions. Letter of the law. Maybe they shouldn't have released it in December 8th. <laughs> Might have won a thummy. 
their problem. It can still win a thummy. It still could, yeah. Yeah. 2018's 2017 game oh, or yeah. whatever. It's gonna have However some stiff we... competition because I play. Mario was my early winner. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. got Life is Strange on my list. And I plan on playing, I think, all 2017 games for four in February, which is yeah. right around the corner. Yeah, it's the freaking 18th already. Yep. Okay. Did you play anything else, Corey? Um, Hearthstone and Rocket League. I'm trying to think if I have anything worthwhile talking about for those two, but I don't think I do. They're doing, right now for Hearthstone, they're doing the, I think the championship series was over the weekend or is ongoing. I'm not really sure, but I talked about it last year and I'll talk about it again now. I really like how they allow you to log into your Blizzard account, choose who you want or think is going to win. And then if your person wins, you win card packs. That is cool. I think it's a really good way to get people who love Hearthstone engaged with the the competitive aspect, the the esports aspect, the online yeah. tournaments and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, that said, this year I did not. I chose somebody, but I didn't bother to watch it all. Uh, last year I did. So there's that. Uh, I think that's it. Gotcha. Uh, for me, I only played a few minor things here and there. I played a little bit of Stardew Valley again. I played a little bit of Mario Odyssey here and there. I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild here and there. Uh, I downloaded and played for a few minutes Super Mario Run on my phone. That was one of the games that the Delete kids. <laughs> that was one of the games that the kids put on their tablet uh, when they when they got them both of them because they're so into Mario Odyssey that they wanted Mario on their tablets too. So <laughs> I gave it a shot. It's really not that bad of a game, but there's not enough like Mario there, yeah. you know, game game. Mm-hmm. So I think it, with some tweaking, maybe Super Mario Run 2 can be a little bit better. It's uninspired. It is uninspired. That's, that's a good way to put it. It is a very good word for it. I've, I've talked about it before, but I think if they put like Mario Maker elements into Super Mario Run, that it would be a lot more interesting of a game. That's got to be coming to the Switch this year, right? Mario Maker? I would think so. Or Mario Maker 2? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Right now, I'm waiting on Bayonetta. That's my next major Switch purchase. I'm going to get Darkest Dungeon also, which came out today or last night or whenever. I think I'm going to save up for um, Mario and Rabbids. Mario and Rabbids. That's a great purchase. I'd let you borrow mine, but yeah, I understand. It's it's a good buy. It really is. Um, that's all I played. So feedback. Moving at a good clip here tonight, boys. Yes, we are. We don't have Will talking about Dragon Ball Z for forty-five oh, minutes. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh. Uh, <laughs> He'd be, he'd be mad because I threw him under the bus if he yes he would he goes he, back when, the... when he when he listens to this <laughs> yeah. tomorrow he's going to be pissed off I'll be ready for wait. my text wait why because of what you just said yeah <laughs> uh, well he'll point out that I enjoy talking about it just as much as he does and and he's right <laughs> but he always brings it up yeah uh, I should mention in honor of Will did you guys watch the new Dynasty Warriors nine trailer no I forgot. I know pretty you, good. Uh, I'll have to watch it. Uh, you yeah. got, I've got to remember when we finish to watch it. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Because otherwise I'll just forget. 
I'm slightly interested. Okay. Comes it's, to Switch, it might push me over the edge. Nice. It, it's still weird to think about, like how how they're going to manage to open world in that game. You know, I just I, I can't wrap my head around that. So uh, hopefully that explains it a little bit. You know. Okay. Feedback. The first is from Mitch. Who says, believe it or not, I just found you guys. It only took me seven years. I spent a lot of time listening to the Giant Bomb podcast, but after Ryan Dan- Ryan Davis died in 2013, I kind of lost interest. And then the site and the pod got increasingly more like a business instead of four dudes talking about video games, which is where you come in. That's what I'm always looking for in a podcast, a group of friends talking about something they're really excited about. I haven't listened to anything recent. I'm going to catch up all seven years. It's going to take me a while, but the 2011 content is so good that I know it's going to happen, like how your 2011 selves are going to feel when Mass Effect 3 comes out. <laughs> I'm satisfied with getting to know who you guys were in the process of finding out who you become. More comments as I work my way through the years. Top five games. Uh, Ooh, number yeah. one, the Thief series. He says, not the 2014 Calamity. Two, Borderlands, only one and two. Three Grand Theft Auto three, four LA Noir, and five System Shock Two. So welcome to the show, Mitch. Mm. Um Yes indeed. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint you, but we're definitely not as fun as we were back in the day. No, I was gonna say, Mitch, I hate to tell you it only gets worse from uh, where you started. Just a <laughs> downward spiral after there. No, we probably peaked in like what? Sixty, seventy, and then it's downhill. Are we talking popularity or... <laughs> no, no, no. Quality. Quality show. Quality of episodes, yeah. Three years ago? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We were cranking some good ones out, I felt yeah. like, when um, uh, when I was living in New York. Yeah, yeah. I the thought Brooklyn we were... Brooklyn Studio. The Brooklyn Studio, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. Yeah. Last year, eh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, last year. I would say last year was probably our worst year. Yeah. Um, man, you know what I could really do with is another. Is it uh, is it Avenger who does the? Yes. Uh, episode quiz. Yep. The three. Oh, yeah. God, I always love that so much. Yep. God, <laughs> when I went back and listened to the friggin' St. Patrick's Day one, oh man. <laughs> man, those Tyler were, was getting it good. Those were the good old days, right there. Oh. The good old days. That one and what was the one we were talking about Brazil? That was episode 100. Oh. It was uh, Chris Henry that got us off on that tangent. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and there it went. Cool. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks, thanks for sending in your top five, Mitch. I forgot yeah. that. Remember we used to do that for we, new listeners? Yep. Well, you still do, Corey. You just haven't had a new listener in so long. <laughs> That seems like a new thing again. We also haven't mentioned it. We used to be better about saying that sort of stuff. Like I used to say our email address every episode. And Twitter. Yeah, our Twitter. We're we're there on all the platforms. No time like the present. Yeah, the problem is I don't know the stuff off the top of my head. (laughs) I only have room for so much information in my thick skull. Facebook.com slash thumbstick athletes, Twitter.com slash TS athletes, thumbstick athletes at gmail.com, or you can leave us a friendly voice or text message to 607 527 0547. 
Corey is our social media manager. If you see yeah, a post know. somewhere other than a nibble bit tweeted, it's probably Corey that made it. Right, Corey? Yeah, Except generally. Today? Yeah. Corey was slacking. I, I, put up, pretty, yeah. I put Eric, up today's masterpiece. Eric's pretty good on Facebook, too. He he replies to people on, on Facebook. Yeah, I, I'm more off. I'm more likely to um, reply if you leave a message than I am to post something myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always been um, a supply guy. You can also use thumbsthickathletes.com slash contact. Yep. Did we I'm not Twitch channel? Twitch.tv slash thumbsthickathletes. Uh, we live stream every episode. Yeah. Most often Thursday night, starting at around 8.30. Eh, 8.45. It's usually safe. Usually if start you start streaming around yeah, 8.30. 8.30, and then we screw around for however long today we actually kind of got started i think we started at 8 38 which is probably a record mm. <laughs> at least um, three, for we're recently. getting older we're all ready to go to bed i'm tired i don't usually go to bed but I, and it's funny because i never thought like i went to bed early and then when i got my fitbit it tells me when i go to bed and it's rarely before one o'clock in the morning dan and i've been going to bed at 8 30 8 30 yeah. Huh? Gotcha. I also I was on such a Mario roll, I just kept going. <laughs> uh just to bring it back to, to Mitch's yeah. feedback, um I'm with him on the giant bomb thing. I don't think it's because Ryan Davis died. I think they were pretty good for a couple years after that, but I, I feel like they just like they just grew up and like their families and their home lives became more important than the, the fun that they had talking about video games, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of well, like what, kind of like what say, happened here. Uh, oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I that's the way I see it. I'm I still listen to Giant Bomb from from time to time. It was my first gaming podcast. I remember listening to it for the first time and being like, "Oh my god!" There's there's these audio things I can listen to where people just talk about video games for like yeah. two hours. This is awesome. But I uh, I prefer Giant Beast, but I I really don't listen to any video game podcasts anymore. I have been listening to their Game of the Year episode. I've finally made it to the Game of the Year category, so that's where I'm at right now. Uh-huh. Nice. Those are always nice to listen to, even if you don't like listen to the actual episode, just to get people's... I mean, I like to hear the justification for why yeah. people pick the things that they pick. That's why we do yeah. thummies the way we do. I like their format of how they do it and how they whittle things down. It's nice. Uh-huh. Yep. So yeah, welcome to the show, Mitch. Keep us posted too, if you, because we forgot almost everything about what happened in oh. our early years. So if you come across anything interesting, I, I don't know if you're going to get this if you're listen also listening to current episodes, but yeah, let us know if you come across something funny or interesting, because chances are we forgot it. He'll Mitch get this in this, uh, three years from now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say 2023, yeah. <laughs> seven years after. Well, you got to figure. I mean. Wait, this when did we start? Yeah, seven years ago. Yeah, it's almost seven years. Um, I mean, even if you listen to episodes for eight hours a day, for the most part, episodes run between an hour and 45 minutes and like two and a half hours. So that's, that's a lot. It's months if you listen for eight hours a day every day before you get caught up. Yeah. But didn't we have someone that listened to our backlog twice? That poor soul. I feel like <laughs> someone went through our backlog a couple of times. 
I want somebody better out there. <laughs> I want somebody while they're going through to take notes on things that might need to be scrubbed. Well, you mean like the Brazil thing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Things we Pro- wish we didn't say. Probably not a bad idea. Oh, editing. Oops. We can go back and edit. I, we okay. should do the what is it? Is the is this this the Dan Carlin approach where you after like a certain yeah. amount of episodes you start taking off the old old stuff, taking off the old ones and putting them on a disc, selling them. Yeah, Dan Carlin, what a guy. Yep. Okay, so that was from Mitch. Welcome to the show, Mitch. This is from Idaho also, Jake. Mitch, if you're currently, did he say where he's from? Uh, I don't think so. Let me We'd like go to back know that, Jake. Yeah, let us you know where you hail give from. Us your address, Mitch. We're just looking for a city. Yep, doesn't Even say. Even a state. Doesn't say. If you want <laughs> to give us what, your address, you can. Depends <laughs> on what city you're from. We might want to pick your state. Yeah. <laughs> if you give us our address, we may just show up looking for yeah. a free room and board. <laughs> what do you mean? We're the thumbstick athletes. Yeah. We're, we're friends. You know who we are? <laughs> okay. Next is from Idaho Jake who says, Hey guys, I'm getting more interested in Monster Hunter the closer it is to release date. I bought, I bought my kids Monster Hunter stories for their 2DS and they love it. I also might just buy Kingdom Come Deliverance day one because I will be the one to throw myself onto the grenade. I'm going to try GTA 5 online tonight, so wish me luck. Now it's time for Idaho Jake's This Day in Gaming History. Uh, this is a weird one. 1997, Stephen King's F-13 Control-Alt-Shiver came out on Windows. Don't I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey, get on that. Look it up. No, I'm on it. Con- Stephen King's F-13 Control-Alt-Shiver. What? I think that's... It's different. Uh, Shift. Con- it says Shiver. Maybe that was just an autocorrect... Maybe it is Shift. Um, 2011, Lego Racers was released on Game Boy Color. 2005, my favorite game came out on the PS2, Xbox, and Windows, The Punisher. And if I think about about it, it was the first game to have environment kills. And in 2011, Little Big Planet was released for the PS3. Thanks, guys, and carry on. He's right. It's Control Alt Shiver. I just think there are no YouTube videos. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's probably isn't an old like uh, point and click um, adventure. Nineteen ninety nine decks out your computer with a horror aesthetic, offering desktop <laughs> images. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> desktop instead of desktop, um, screen savers instead of oh, screen savers, man. and a trio of mini games. Huh. The Capper is a novella, novella entitled Everything's Eventual, a story that brings King's usual themes into a high-tech context. Huh. Interesting. Oh, wait. There is a trailer. Stephen King's F-13 game. Oh, boy. This is a gem. Looks pretty good, huh? <sighs> I got to turn the hat on so I can watch this. <laughs> yeah, Dan, you can't see this, but... No, I'll watch later. Very, uh, very 1999. Nice. Oh, man. Terrifying. So that was from Jake, so thank you, Jake. (laughs) Pig's flat. (laughs) 
This is good stuff. <laughs> and we couldn't even narrate this if we tried. Oh, really? There's goldfish. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, it's very is it one of those? Is it one of those like virtual desktop things? I don't know. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but yes, like the type of game. Oh, there's a, there's a recent game that came out that's a virtual desktop that you do that you do oh, things on. No, it's like an actual. It's an actual game. Well, so it says it decks out your computer with a horror aesthetic, and then there are three mini mini games. Okay. So it sounds like the type of thing that you install, and it just like takes over your desktop with yeah. Stephen King themed things. Yeah. And then virtual, you can play the games if you want. Virtual desktop. That's what I meant. Well, I, I thought you were meant you meant something like one of those games where you're like logging your you're at a virtual desktop, like clicking on files, and that's oh. the game. Yeah. No, that that's what, what I that yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, this is different. Okay. Uh next is from Tito who says, "Got busy with work, unable to send a voicemail. Real quick since I keep hearing about the division being good now, me and my friend planned on getting back into it, trying to level up to 30 and get to the end content on PC." Secondly, I'm more and more excited for Sea of Thieves. I, th- I think it'll be the perfect choice for the casual, laid-back social game. Rare makes a lot of videos of their progress of the game, podcasts, featurettes, etc. The progression system they have in place seems interesting enough, uh, but it'll just be fun to travel to different islands and just hang out with friends online. Like Corey and Eric mentioned during the Thummies, gaming is more of a social thing for me nowadays. You guys notice in the past, I'm not shy when it comes to messaging you if you want to play together in Rocket League or any other game. Gaming is more fun with friends. I'll likely be getting Sea of Thieves for PC since not all my friends have Xbox. I recommend you check it out, their videos on YouTube, since there's some in-depth stuff about the game if you want to learn more. Tito, out. What's our thought on Sea of Thieves? Uh, you know, I if I... Yeah, I don't know. My situation at this point with video games is kind of up in the air. Like, yep. you know, on console especially. So... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm interested, but it would have to. I'd have to get to a point where I felt like I was going to be able to play it enough, uh-huh. and have friends who I knew bought it and played it, or or have it come to the Switch, right? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Switch. Switch would work. So the two gamer guys that I work with in my office play Fortnite together every night. Yeah. It's, a st- it's a standing date from like people I work with are the same way. Yeah, 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. every night. Um, I just can't do that. And I think that's like the ideal situation for something like this, but it's impossible. Yeah. I don't know. Before the baby came, that's what I was doing. Every night we were playing Fortnite. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I don't know. What what I'm worried about, and I don't know enough about Sea of Thieves... Uh, but my fear is that it's going to be like a destiny with a pirate skin kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested in it. I just don't know if it's the right game for me at this point. It looks cool. It does look cool. And who doesn't like pirates? Yeah. I mean, at the very least, it's more interactive than destiny. It's more than just running around and shooting things. You can pirate, you know, captain ships. Yeah. So right there, it's right there for for me. It's got a leg up on on Destiny. Yep, and we could all sing um, pirate songs when we sailed. Yeah, Yeah. the shanties, blow the men down. 
Is that what they're they're called? Yeah, yeah. Sea, sea shanties. Sea shanties. Yep. So when Shooter McGavin says, "You people go back to your shanties," it's a a shanty's a shack. Oh, okay. I don't know. It might be might be one of those words that you know ha- has multiple meanings, or maybe it's spelled differently. I don't know. Okay. Who knows? So that was from Tito. Oh, the division. I'm really tempted to reinstall the division and give it a shot. Oh, one of the things I meant to talk about during what we played was I, and I do this probably twice a year. I reinstall Kingdoms of Amalur and <laughs> get it up and running in my computer because it, it needs some fixes because of the. Apparently on the computer, it has a very narrow field of view, Yeah, uh, which I I noticed the first time I played it on computer and I fixed it. Uh, but now I just, you know, I just automatically in- install all those fixes before I even fire it up uh, because I keep saying I'm going to play Kingdoms of Amalur. I'm going to play Kingdoms of Amalur. And um, the character that I had made last time I started up, I think it was sometime over the summer, maybe or maybe in the spring last year. Uh, was still there, and I, you know, I got it all running and stuff. I played for a few minutes, and then uh, something else came up. So <laughs> that's it. You won't have, go back either. Pr- probably not. I would very much like to because it's a game I, I never ended up beating. Uh, but it's an awesome game, and it looks fantastic. Like on my ultra wide with all the all the fixes on it, it looks so good, and it plays yeah. so good. I'm with you. I, I've reinstalled it a couple times and, and tried to play through it. Um, I think the reason why I stopped was it just got to the point where new things stopped happening. Uh-huh. So then it just stopped being interesting for me. And I just like sort of had the realization of, well, there's nothing else to do in this game except do the same thing over and over again to advance the story. Yeah. That's, it's, I'm, that's not a very good way to explain it, but it's also really long. Like I yeah. think I put like 60 or 70 hours into it on Xbox 360 and didn't beat it. So Right. I, I just remember having the revelation, like, I've gotten all I've, I can get out of this game. Why, why am I still playing it? There are a million other games I haven't played before. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I haven't, like, sat down and, and played it, played it. Um, so, Is there any multiplayer? I don't think so. Mm. But, man, Again, control's nice. I keep saying it. Give me the abridged version. Yeah. Give me the six-hour Kingdoms of Amalur so I can experience the story and yeah call it call it beat I, I feel like in this game though the story is not that's not why you play kingdoms of amalur i know the story the story no, was right. written by r.s salvatore yeah um, but i remember it being kind of nonsensical a little bit Mm-hmm. Uh, but I played that game for the awesome environments and the awesome controls and the mix of, you know, I had the fable mix of uh, melee attacks, magic attacks, and and uh, like stealth or uh, dexterity attacks with, you know, the bow and daggers and stuff. Uh, I want to play it again. I just want more another game like that. Have yeah. we had one? Not like that, no. Like that style RPG with the no, excellent it's, combat. It's Fable, you know. It's Fable's terrible. I hated Fable. Eh, I disagree. Uh, Fable was kind of shitty. Fable two was fantastic. Fable one, Fable one has suffered from uh, being overhyped, and then Fable three was a letdown only because the 
it was anticlimactic for me because the whole story was about the revolution. You know, the whole build up to the game was all oh, the revolution overthrow the king. Uh, and that takes place like halfway through the game. Yeah. And then uh, just it's uninteresting after that. Hmm. So. Anywho, well, get on that Kurt Schilling. Yeah. Make another one. Will we ever see Kingdoms of Amalur 2? I think we should. Who owns the rights? I know we tracked this down before. Yeah, someone bought it for dirt, I think. It wasn't THQ Nordic, was it? It was it was published by EA. But I feel like they sold it. Yeah. It's something to Google. Rhode I- oh, the state of Rhode Island. <laughs> the state of Rhode Island owns the rights to Kingdom of Amalur. Took control of all 38 studios' assets. Wow. So they're going to oh, sell that at some point. But I think they have since sold it. Yeah, I was going to say. Because they're, they're, they're not going to do anything with that. They can't hold on to it. It's not like the state of Rhode Island is going to develop a RPG. According to Reddit, as of a year ago, the state of Rhode Island still owned it. Oh, oh man. They could make a pretty penny off that. that I don't know if they'd make a pretty penny, but <laughs> it'll go up for auction at some point. Someone will buy it for like a hundred grand. Who do we want to develop Kingdoms of Amalur 2 is the question. Mm. Uh, Platinum. Platinum. I was going to say Platinum too because yeah. the, the Pla- Platinum's control scheme is so good in their games. That's what they could do uh, now that uh, scale. Bethesda? Don't you want a good buggy version? Ugh, please, you God, no. A bunch of shit on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no? Now that uh, uh, Platinum's not working on Scalebound anymore, that would be a good a good one for them to do. Kingdoms of Amalur. I think you guys are selling Bethesda a little bit short here. But... <laughs> We're not giving Bethesda... Bethesda enough credit. They should just own it and like make I like a garbage pickers game they? or something like I that. Mean, I think they do own it. You I played Fallout 4, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't Great pull any game. punches. They didn't pull any punches making that one terrible. Great game, Dan, huh? <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, me too. I don't know what you guys what Corey and Will Corey are. And Will, yeah, they just... I I feel like I convinced Will to hate it. I don't I wonder if he actually does. Uh, a lot of times it happens. Two of us will like something which pushes somebody yeah. else in the other direction. Yeah, that's right. yeah, that's sitting on the fence about yeah. it. I think Will was on the fence and not really. <laughs> Sometimes it starts as a it starts as a joke too. Like, yeah. yeah, I hate that game. And then you think back, well, what was my opinion on that game? I seem to remember saying I hate it, and then it's I hated it, and then it's like, yeah, I hate it. I hate that game. Uh-huh. That's like me with Life is Strange. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Legendary in the chat says, what if Nintendo got their hands on Kingdoms? Huh. That would be interesting. Yeah. If they had, like, the Fire Emblem developer make it or some, someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like what about um, who makes the Xenoblade games? Um, uh, Monolith. Yeah. A little bit different, but I guess it depends on what we want. Do we, like... What were our favorite parts of Kingdoms of Amalur? The combat. Like, you need uh, an action in combat. Those stones. And then having them read to me by the narrator. Well, you continue to run around and fight, yeah. That was the key. Yes, it Being was. Being able to continue moving. Yep. Okay. Anyway. Anybody that can find an Irish woman to read me the stones, that's all. That's the only developer I need. Yes. 
I agree. Oh, speaking of which, Rip Cranberry Singer. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, that's a bummer. That is a bummer. Always a fan of that band. All right, our last piece of feedback is from Rachel, who says uh, Rachel's in Baltimore, I believe. I can't remember. Cleveland. She's in Cleveland. Uh, she says, what's up, guys? My mom picked a great week to go to Arizona and have me dog sit her golden retriever out for walks in minus one degree weather with a dog who doesn't mind the cold at all and always wants to be outside. Oh. Face palm. I picked up Fortnite and Don't Starve together to play with my guys from work. It's funny how you can bond over these games, and it makes working together that much more fun. We work in a casino, and we are usually working together on uh, Crafts Crew every night, so having all our battle stories and inside jokes from the gaming night before has been a blast. Take care. Stay warm. Talk to you later. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's a couple of the guys that I work with. We talk about Fortnite constantly. Mm -hmm. I'm like... You know, when we got, you know, whatever happened the night before, how you get your first win and all that kind of stuff. It's it's great. Yeah, that was one thing when I worked at Wegmans. Um, you know, anyone that played video games in the store knew I played video games. So it, we were immediately like, you know, if we played the same yeah. games, it was a, like an immediate friendship, you know. Yeah. Um, it was, it like was a great thing. Brothers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> Do we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a, it's a nice thing to bond over. Uh, and I can't talk about Fortnite, but I freaking love Don't Starve. Uh, I only briefly played Don't Starve together. That's one I want to try with the wife. I don't know if she'll she'll be into it or not, but maybe once that comes out on the Switch, we'll play that one. Big on the fan of Don't Starve, but God, am I terrible at it? Yeah. It's That's, not a very good, not a very fun game to be bad at. No, but you know what? It's one of those games that, like, just the small accomplishments that you make, because you're not going to beat it in the first playthrough. You're just not. So you gotta, you gotta take your deaths as a learning experience. And the the first like milestones that you have, like you know, surviving a few nights, or uh, the first time I survived through an entire winter was like amazing. Uh, you know, I'll never forget those those days at the end of the winter when I had run out of food and I wasn't powerful enough to hunt. So you try uh, to steal the bird point. bag and then the dodo hunts you down and kills you. And like, <laughs> There's well. all sorts of weird stuff like that that happens in that game. But yeah, it's 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 amazing. I freaking love it. It doesn't yeah. respect my time. No, you definitely that's one you definitely have to sink some time into. Um, you guys, and, and again, you you die a lot. Have you guys played it since they released any of the DLC? They've released like five DLC packs at this point. I played after the first one a little bit, which is uh, was Reign of Giants, I believe. Sounds right. Um, but again, like it's it's then now it's a new learning experience. You know, it's taking into account all the new stuff in addition to the stuff you already had to learn from before. And probably didn't learn all of anyway. No, definitely not. Because that game has a has a way to beat it and an ending. Uh, it's just extraordinarily difficult. So. It's th- that game and FTL, man. They're like the bane of my existence. I have to beat yeah. those games before I die. Look, I agree. I've put so many hours into those, just not been able to beat them. Did you yeah. end up beating FTL? No, never was able to beat FTL. Chris, friend of the show, Chris has beaten FTL. Has he really? At least he says he has. Right. Oh, well, we could look at his Steam achievements. <laughs> oh, we could. Yeah, good point. <laughs> oh, do it. <laughs> For confirmation. I don't know how, but we'll, I'll, I'll figure that it. out later. 
Um, and as for the weather, absolutely. Uh, this weather has, I was t- telling Eric before the show, I've never been so miserable in cold weather than I have been this year. It's awful. And uh, me and my wife were trying to figure out a way to move out of this state somewhere where it's not cold all the time, where it's only cold a little bit. Um, but we realize we can't effing afford it right now. So, uh, we're going to start saving up now to move somewhere where it's not winter for what are you seven months out of the year? What are you 20 minutes from the Pennsylvania border, Dan? You can... I'm not talking about Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania is a lateral move. Pennsylvania. That is a lateral move. Absolutely. Actually not. It's probably a step up from New York. You gotta, yeah. You got to get out of Dodge. New York's just a dump oh, anymore. New York's the worst. Oh. Taxes will go down. My taxes yeah. went down dramatically. I bet. As did my, as did my car insurance. That's a good feeling. I couldn't believe when I called to switch my car insurance. They gave me the quote. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> Is that some kind of joke? Yeah. Like, are you picking on me because I'm a northerner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's it for feedback. So thanks, everybody, for feedback. Uh, it's game giveaway time. Game and giveaway. If What's I up? may, I have a yep. correction from earlier. Okay. I was scouring the internet on my oh, phone yeah. earlier while you guys were talking about uh, Corey's game mm-hmm. and discovered that that was a false leak that Nintendo is not going to release schematics for Nintendo Labo. Oh, okay. So, oh. I did see somebody on a uh, Reddit post about being able to 3D print them, but that wouldn't make sense if what you just said is accurate. How could How could you do that without specs? I mean, maybe somebody could figure it out, but yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we have Mitch is number one, Jake is number two, Tito number three, and Rachel is number four. And the winner is ra-da-da-da, Rachel. Rachel, all right, number quattro. I don't think Rachel's won yet, so I don't think she has. We know we know Jake and Tito have won quite a bit. They sure have. Um, okay, so, random, I was just on it, and I just closed it off. Um, before we get started, I don't know if Tate ever told us what game he wanted, but he's got Crisis 2 Maximum Edition on the rain, Slick, Precipice of Darkness Episode 1, Game of Thrones, a Telltale Game Series, Puzzle Agent 1, and Mythic Wonders, The Philosopher's Stone. I still owe Eric the Escapists with DLC, I don't know why I haven't done that. Uh, Miguel has Race the Sun, Battlefield 3, Dear Esther, Gary's Mod, and Game of Thrones, a Telltale game series. Unless Tate picks it before him. Uh, so 1 through 183 for Rachel. The first one up, number 11, Beyond Eyes. Anybody have intel Wait, on Beyond Eyes? That's in our game pool. Yeah, do you want it? Can I take that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I do want it, yes, but I, I'm not going to take it out of our game pool after it's already been selected. Beyond Eyes, Corey, I'm looking up Intel. That's the one. Um, it's supposed to oh, like help you visualize. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's supposed to be a decent game. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. it didn't. I wonder work. where that came from. It didn't <laughs> review well, Eric? Nah, no. Uh, it's got a, a 52 on Metacritic, 5.5 on IGN. Good concept. Fuck IGN, they don't know anything. No, they really don't. Number two, Magic Battle Festa. 
Don't know that. Yeah, one. let's have a look at that one. <laughs> Magic Battle Festa. You're over two, Rachel. Uh, well, we don't not. know about Magic Battle Festa yet. Hang on. A that is true. You just hang on. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> I can um, tell it's terrible based on the name. Um. Oh dear. <laughs> Go on. I'll see what I can figure out here. I'm I'm too curious, but okay. Okay, I got it. An agency, the TEOS, an agency of holy mages, holds a tournament to find the best magic users in the world. Wow. Take on a dark threat looming on the horizon. Cool. Uh, it's so, very sounds like Harry Potter. Looks like kind of like a hack and slash kind of thing. Well, Rachel, your next option is Back to the Future, the game. Uh huh. Telltale. A little bit better. Yeah. Game number four is number four. How about that? Morph Blade. Gotta go Morph Blade then. It's Divine Intervention. I feel like this is the first time we've tapped into the top like twenty five games. Yeah, it does feel that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Unfortunately, well reviewed. It's got a nine out of ten on Steam. Wow. She, I mean, she's move missed... around a grid, slicing, smashing, and bursting waves of nasty red bugs. It's a very, it's a very basic game, but apparently, uh-huh. it's a very good basic game. Wow, how do they? There's a lot of good games in the top ten. Hapiko, Jotun, Mother Russia Bleeds, Project Cars, Warhammer End Times. But wow. everybody keeps landing on the crappy ones. <laughs> XCOM 2. Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, uh, last one, Rachel. Hoping for a good one. 144. Medal of Honor. Uh, I am. I think this is the EA's most re- most recent. That would make sense. Which also was not a very good game. Do we want to give Rachel a sixth? Sure. Why not? First time winner. I think. I think it's her first time. I don't. Oh. How long have we been doing the game giveaway? What are the chances she landed on Back to the Future the game again? Oh. Maybe we just went through a time warp. Maybe deja vu. Uh, 46. 46 is Poker Night 2. Oh, you like that one, Corey. I love that game. That's a good, like, if you have nothing to do on a, a night off, it's a good, like, have a drink and, and play some poker game. Well Cause, reviewed. Because they talk to you. Rachel they works have in a conversation. the casino, so. There you oh, go. Even, yeah, even she... better. Maybe not even better. Maybe she wants to steer clear. Yeah, stay away from work-related things. Yeah. No, don't mix uh, work and play. Yep. <laughs> All right, Rachel, so your options are Beyond Eyes, Magic Battle Festa, Back to the Future of the Game, Morph Blade, Medal of Honor, and Poker Night 2. Uh, I'm 90% sure these are all Steam games. They are. <clears throat> so. Okay. Anything else? Next week? Yeah. Four in Feb? You could do four in Feb selection process. Are you participating, Eric, or are you going to try oh. and do one in Feb? I can try to do one in Feb. Do I have to start it fresh? No. no. Just something you wanted to finish and you didn't get around to. Okay. 
because SteamWorld Dig would fit. And I'm not too far into SteamWorld Dig, so. No. That's, that took me about, I think, did it take me 20 hours? 12 hours. 12 hours. I'm thinking Probably a golf, golf story took me 20 I mean, it's, okay. it's probably going to have to be something on my Switch, but I don't have too awful much to choose from, so. Yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that's when you buy uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle for February. Yeah, but my anniversary's coming up, too, so uh, i got to buy a gift for that. That's right. Made it two years this time, boys. How about that? Woohoo! Nice. <laughs> Congrats. Your, your birthday left. slash anniversary. Yeah, birthday and anniversary. Birth anniversary. Good, good day. That is a good day. Yeah. Hey, my birthday's on Easter this year. Really? Jesus' second birthday is going to take priority over my only birthday. Unbelievable. That's bullshit. Well, imagine now you know how the kids born on Christmas feel, Corey. Terrible. Yeah. It's a terrible existence. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Any thoughts? Nah. No. Okay. So as of right now, we will be doing four in February selection. Do we want to have a list of games uh, that each of us are bringing? Yeah, I, I like to, to do it that way. That way, hash okay. it out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'll have 10 or 15 games. Or, yeah. I'll uh, see Eric. if there's anything else I can come up with on there. Okay. I have two I know I want to play, but I'll leave the other two up to up for discussion. Okay. I might Sounds be good. able to manage a Steam game, actually. We'll see. Finding Paradise. It's a good one for four and Feb. I want to play that text game you were talking about, Corey. Oh Bury yeah. My love. Yeah. Bury me my love. Yeah. yeah. That'd be I think it ran about four weeks for me. Doing it in real time. You can always speed it up. Yeah. All right. Uh that'll do it for episode three thirty nine of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.